Never let it be said that I don't sometimes bring you some good news. It's rare because it's rare that there is any good news, especially as the world just gets darker and more chaotic. But I have such a news story today, and not only is it good news, it involves one of the most pernicious spreaders of falsehoods getting publicly corrected. And that always brings a smile to my face, so let's just dive into this story because it literally made me laugh when I put it all together. There's no better news out there that we can expect these days than to see the National Catholic Reporter getting dunked on by more faithful outlets. Last week, a story went viral from them that had all the usual suspects acting triumphant and cheering and spreading it around. Here's one such example in the form of a tweet from a priest who should know better, but who is often seen on one of the secular cable news outlets providing analysis that's favorable to somnolent Caesar on all manner of topics related to the faith. Quote, Contrary to traditionalist claims, many Catholics are fleeing Latin Mass parishes. End quote. Let's take a brief look at this piece of absolute fiction and see what the meat of what they're saying is here. From the National Catholic Reporter article, we get this. Quote, are millennials flocking to Latin Mass parishes? According to traditional leaning Catholics, they are. Tired of felt banners and guitar masses, young people are supposedly drawn to churches where the liturgy is beautiful, women wear chapel veils, and everyone kneels reverently at the altar rail for communion. And traditionalist parishes, we are assured, are thriving. But even if some are drawn to traditionalist parishes and communities, others are leaving them. But those interviewed by NCR say, say it's not necessarily that they fell out of love with the liturgy. They withdrew to the bad opinions on secular topics in traditional parishes. End quote. I had to clean it up there because there are some terms that our hosts flag that they use, even if they seem fairly innocuous, but I just replaced them with synonyms. Um, did you notice, by the way, that they kind of were mocking the concept of reverence and worship? It's a kind of weird thing from a supposedly Catholic outlet, which I'll touch on at the end of this, by the way. I have links to all these articles that I'm going to uh, quote here in the show notes at my site, returntotradition.org, for ease of finding. Just skip past the Patreon pop-up unless you want to become a patron. You don't No paywall for my sources, but uh, returntotradition.org. They're all placed in one place there. Now, the article goes on to interview some young people who love the traditional liturgy, allegedly, but not the things the meanie poo-poo-headed trad priests were saying at the Mass, or how the people who attend those Masses don't tend to endorse the official line about pretty much anything going on in the culture right now. They had their fifis hurt, and they left. So sad. What that article describes is what some of us call a post-trad, which is someone who tried traditional Catholicism out, found it just a little too hard for their liking, and went running back to Ratzingerian Novus Ordo theology instead. Many cases like the, this are seen all over the place, and you may have tussled with some of them on the internet yourself. And the article tries to make one of these folks out to be the standard bearer for a supposed trend, to make it look like traditional parishes are shrinking. The problem is that their claim is simply not true, in the slightest. Crisis Magazine editor Eric Sammons dunked on this rather dumb claim on Twitter himself. Quote, Instead of relying on cherry-picked and bit-biased anecdotal evidence at Crisis Mag, we actually surveyed TLM parishes to see if they were growing. Result, TLM attendance increased by 71% from 2019 to 2021, end quote. He then provides a source, which we'll look at briefly. But up 71% in a two-year period, it's almost as if the vast majority of the parishes and the bishops told the faithful in that time period that the sacraments weren't really all that important, and the faithful who rightly objected to the idea found that in many cases, the only parishes not bowing to the demands of Caesar in the weird times we're in were in fact traditional parishes, be they FSSP, SSP, X, or others. Go figure. But here's the key part of the article, because he links to an article from his own, we from his own website. 
Quote, the traditional Latin Mass seems to be on every Catholic's mind right now, up to and including the Pope's. The recent motu proprio, Traditionis Custodis, restricting the celebration of the TLM, has brought the topic to the forefront. Importantly, the Pope's actions presume the TLM is growing in adherence and influence in the Church. After all, if very few Catholics were going to this Mass, why would Francis take action? But is this the case? Is TLM attendance growing? Most advocates of the TLM have assumed growth in recent months and years. Crisis Magazine even hosted a podcast in March titled, Why is Traditional Catholicism Booming? But the fact of traditional Catholicism's growth was anecdotal, although many people were noticing an increase in attendance at their TLM. There was no data to prove growth was happening. To remedy this, Crisis Magazine surveyed U.S. parishes that offered at least one regular scheduled TLM. We sought to determine any changes in their TLM attendance since January 2019. While we could have attempted to ascertain a longer history of TLM attendance, we wanted to focus on recent growth while also establishing a baseline that predated the situation in the, the situation that characterized 2020, we'll say. This would give a solid idea of the extent of any growth in recent years. End quote. The author describes how they got the data. Basically, they surveyed parishes that offer the traditional liturgy using the online Latin Mass directory, which is one of the links I sent to any listener who wanted help finding a Latin Mass near them. My only complaint in the methodology is that they didn't survey SSPX parishes, which I know are also growing rapidly despite the calumnies against them in the Catholic commentary community. They're growing too, but weren't included in the methods. But that having been said, they surveyed 658 parishes for the data, and this is what they found. They received such a high rate of return that any academic researcher in a peer-reviewed social science journal would have been jealous, quite frankly, and found that across the board attendance was up 71%. Here's the thing. Most of the surveys were sent back to the magazine before Traditionis Custodis, meaning that this growth happened before Francis pulled the plug on the growth of the Latin Mass, or at least before he tried to at any rate. We also know that since then, there's been a noticeable increase at those masses on top of what was before, reported beforehand, though we don't have any hard data on that. That's good news, folks, because it means that more Catholics want the faith taught without having to worry about hidden heresy or liturgical nonsense happening at any given mass, and they want a liturgy our forebears would have recognized as Catholic. As the author of the piece says, quote, So at a time when general mass attendance was decreasing, attendance at the TLM was dramatically increasing. Nevertheless, TLM-attending Catholics still make up a very small minority in the Church. As noted, 658 parishes, pre-Traditionis Custodis, offer at least one TLM regularly in America. However, there are 16,702 total Catholic parishes in the United States, according to the most recent data. Thus, only 4% of parishes offer even one TLM on a regular, although not necessarily weekly, basis. In the ocean of American Catholicism, attendance at the TLM is still a small, albeit growing, bucket. It's clear that reports of TLM growth was not simply anecdotal, at least in the United States. It has been, in fact, growing at rates unheard of in the modern Catholic Church in the West. Whether that rapid growth is a good or bad thing, of course, depends on your perspective. End quote. Now, of course, they also didn't survey anybody outside the United States, and on Twitter you had people responding saying, outside the United States, that's much the same, that their parishes are growing as well. And indeed, it does depend on your perspective. If you're the Paca Papa, then you're not really happy about this, because as he said when recounting the experience an American bishop had, when two of his newly ordained priests requested permission to learn Latin, let alone to even say the traditional liturgy, this interest is a sign that the upheaval in the ape of the church instituted at the council has failed, and is failing, and will fail. 
It's why Francis had to act in such a draconian manner, to protect what he himself recently called the source of his theology, Vatican II. You can't have pre-conciliar liturgy and post-conciliar theology exist side by side. They are incompatible. The liturgy is the expression of the theology. It's an expression of man's relationship with God and of man's relationship with the church. And when you put the two competing concepts like this side by side, eventually you get friction and one has to go. But it gets better. On the same day that the story went around social media, an old story suddenly resurfaced that just made this all the funnier, and it came from Twitter. And then it came from Chad Pecknold, who is a rather well-known Catholic writer in his own right. And he says this, quote, Bishop confirms National Catholic Reporter is not a Catholic publication, end quote. The National Catholic Reporter has been a thorn in the side of the church for many, many years, decades even, and it has been told on numerous occasions to stop calling itself a Catholic outlet since they promote ideas contrary to the deposit of the faith, to put it mildly. This article is originally from 2013, but it's suddenly making the rounds again, and I wonder why. It comes from catholicculture.org. Quote, Bishop Robert Finn of Kansas City, Missouri, has confirmed that the National Catholic Reporter should not advertise itself as a Catholic publication. End quote. The article goes on to describe that the topics the reporter goes on to promote in opposition to the church. You can guess which topics those are. They're pretty obvious. And then they say this, quote, Bishop Finn reminds his readers that in 1968, his predecessor, Bishop Charles Helmsing, directed the editors of the reporter to remove the word Catholic from the title of their publication. The newspaper editors refused. Bishop Finn says, from my perspective, NCR's positions against authentic church teaching and leadership have not changed trajectory in the intervening decades. The bishop discloses that soon after arriving in Kansas City, he sought to engage the reporter editors in a discussion of their fidelity to the Catholic Church, but was rebuffed. At other times, correspondence has seemed to reach a dead end, he adds. End quote. Now, I often cite the National Catholic Reporter not because I trust that outlet, but because it's a good idea to get the perspective of your adversaries at times, especially when we live in times such as ours, where the adversaries of the Church and of Christ aren't even being remotely subtle or guarded in what they're doing. Whenever I see that story going around, it always makes me smile at times because there are bishops who do sometimes act in defense of fidelity to the truth, and sometimes we need to be reminded of that. So never let it be said that when there's good news, I don't provide it. Back to our usual subjects tomorrow, I'm sure, but until then, let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.